0: Right, it's Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light, trying to shine a light on you this morning. It's a beautiful morning, early October, the sun is up now and it's, um, it's no longer peachy, it's, it's yellowy, so it looks like it's going to be a sunny day. We can use a sunny day on South Coast, we've had too many rainy days this year. Uh, I'm filling in for Tim Weisberg this morning, who's been busy uh, training a new uh, morning newscaster, Ariel Dorsey. Dorsey who's been doing a great job, uh, if you've heard her, uh, delivering the news this morning. A lot of police news. I think we f- we forget that this is still an urban area, and even the suburban areas have a lot of police matters, whether they're drug-related crimes or or violence or, or even mentally ill people. There's a lot of things that our, our local uh wonderful police forces have to um do and um even though i'm i'm often a critic of uh, some of the uh, union issues related to the police um i think that there's nothing more valuable than a good police officer so hats off to the the police officers of south coast out there protecting us this morning uh, election day in new bedford tomorrow we've been talking a little bit about the election this morning uh, uh, the big race is going to be the at large race, but don't forget the Ward Five race. We have some very good candidates uh, in Ward Five. Um, uh, uh Joe Lopes, was uh, a well respected um, city councilor, uh, trying to make a comeback, uh, council president multiple times. Uh, Zach Boyer, a very impressive um, young man, uh, does social work for a living, um, young father, uh, 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 with some backing of some progressive forces of the city trying to make a debut in the city council. Uh, 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 there's a Latino candidate whose name I'm I'm forgetting at the moment, so my apologies. Mateo, I think, is is his name. And then there's Ian Saunders, a, a local fisherman and a, a member of a legendary New Bedford family. So um, get out there and vote tomorrow. Uh, Manny DiBritto, the election commissioner, says he's looking for a little bit better of a turnout than we've had in recent years they've um extended the early voting it used to be just downtown at the um city hall i mean at the uh, library across from city hall uh this year you were able to do it up at at table mills in the near north end and down at the uh the tany recreation center and the peninsula in the south end so uh I get out there and vote tomorrow. Uh, we do have a very interesting at-large race with some very strong challenges. Um, been a lot of criticism on this station and in local newspapers about uh, some of the incumbent city councilors. This is your chance uh, to uh, voice your opinion, and if you like the councilors, this is your your chance to express that too. Uh, a lot of the councilors. Um, uh you know they put whatever you want to say about them they put in long hours they work hard you may agree with them you may not agree with them but um uh we have some pretty dedicated people in that New Bedford City Council uh i've also been talking this morning about my column in the New Bedford Light came out this morning about Dyers Field did you play uh, baseball at Dias Field when you were a kid uh, we had some great callers in the first um uh, hour uh Mike Lemer and, and John truck driver John who who both uh, uh played there and I didn't know that the Greater New Bedford Youth League, even though it's fallen on hard times now, used to be one of the premier leagues in the city. I, I had I had read in my research that um, former Mayor Lawler, the first Mayor Lawler, Francis Lawler, had, had put some money into that field. Um, they had... Uh, it had been kind of like a scrappy field. And, and for a while there, it was in, in tip-top shape. But it's been a long while since it's been in tip-top shape. And now... Um, a, a adult men's softball league. Adult men's softball used to be a big deal in New Bedford. It eventually petered out um, in Ashley Park in the south end, which is being rebuilt. Um, good job uh, on the Mitchell administration rebuilding that, although I, I would have rather they rebuilt it with a um, a field. Uh, I'm told that the merchants in the area, as well as the um, some of the um, people who parked their cars there, got sick of the foul balls, Um breaking windshields there were a lot of insurance claims against the city so they put the Vladimir Guerrero League up to Buttonwood Park for a year and then they put them over to Dyes Field where they really are challenged they have four teams in the league but and they're going to have five next year because some of the police officers are gonna are gonna reportedly sponsor a team but the league says that they could grow to 16 teams if they could play at night's they're only playing on Sunday afternoons right now, because there are no lights there. Lights is an expensive proposition, but the city has spent a lot of opera money, the the pandemic relief money, this year uh, on various causes. Uh, I think um, I think they're sort of behind the um, behind the curve a little bit, uh, knowing the problems at at Dyer's Field, and I think that they're behind that curve because the Latino community. In New Bedford, even though they are a full 25% of the city, a quarter of the people in New Bedford now trace their heritage to Latino heritage, whether that's in the island, um, the islands of the Caribbean, um, uh, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Haiti, or in Central America, Guatemala, Salvador, uh, El Salvador, uh, Honduras, uh, uh, those people... Do not have anybody on the city council. They have one member of the school committee, Melissa Ortega uh, Costa, I think is her name. Uh, I know Melissa. She does a good job. But they really haven't come into their political power yet. And I think that's why this field, which is located in a primarily Latino neighborhood at this stage of the game, has not gotten the attention some of the other fields have gotten. So if you agree with me on that, give me a call. The number is 508 508- Nine nine six oh five hundred. The lines are open. Um, we can talk about the election. We can talk about Dyer's Field. We can talk about all this uh, crime news this morning. Um, uh, we had this poor uh, person who is, appears to be mentally ill over at the Capri Motel in Dartmouth. We have the firearm seizures in the South End. Uh, the drug transaction. Uh, we can talk about that. Uh, I, I'd be interested in talking about the um, the very sad passing of um tim wakefield uh jeepers uh, back in the days when the red sox were worth watching uh which is not that long ago tim wakefield was really one of the just very very impressive players he, he may have not have been um the most naturally talented guy that ever came down the pike but boy could he work that that knuckleball and um with his talents he was able to uh take part in two world championships and not only that if you follow his career as an announcer he was just a very gentlemanly guy did a lot of charity work to to succumb to uh, uh brain cancer which came on very suddenly at the age of 57 how sad is that for us to for red sox nation to lose tim wakefield um uh, a very sad moment to to hear that over the weekend and um uh, if you have a Tim Wakefield story that you want to you want to share, give us a call. Uh, um, those are the things that are in the news. If you're following the national news over the weekend, you you uh, followed the um, the continuing dysfunction in national government. Where um, and I'll I'll just say it, even though I know we have a lot of conservative listeners, um, uh, a a far right faction of the Republican Party really is trying to hold the rest of the nation hostage by shutting down the government. Um, You know, I I can see that they have their strong beliefs and they they, they really want government size to shrink. But, you know, you, you don't have the numbers in Congress right now the Senate is controlled by the Democrats. The presidency is controlled by the Democrats. And even the House is really controlled by the moderate Republicans. We have the moderate Republicans and we have the very conservative Republicans. And the small faction led by Marjorie Taylor Greene and and um, uh, who's that guy from Florida? Uh, uh, oh, boy, I'm getting old. Uh, but they, Matt Gaetz uh, have really... Said to Speaker Kevin McCarthy, we'll, we'll boot you out of your job if you don't take all of our positions. Well, that's fine if all their positions were the majority positions in Congress, but they're not. And so they, they're, they're, they're talking about shutting down the entire federal government, you know, uh, 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 including um, border wall security. So that, to me, that's just more politics in, in – um, Washington, I think the federal government, more than any government, has let us down in recent years. Uh, uh, the failure of the federal government to come to a compromise on immigration—you have, you have two camps in this in this country who have very different views. Well, when you have, even on the local level, when you have two different views, you have to compromise. One view is not predominating, and to me, that's that's a lot of the problem in in um uh American government is that people just don't compromise they want it it's my way or the highway and and I think that's that's really holding the country back so if you have feelings about that you can give me a call uh, 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 508-996-0500 um you know I, I'm I'm surprised that that we don't have calls calling this morning um let me say this if you are running for office in New Bedford, if you are running for an at-large seat and you're a challenger and you've had a, a hard time getting your message out, give me a call this morning. I'm here until 9 o'clock. Uh, uh, some of the, the challengers, uh, most of whom I know pretty well, um, Bruce Duart Jr., uh, Scott Lima, uh, uh, Devin Burns, uh, Guillermo Santiago. Again, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, give me a call. Uh, some of the incumbents are uh, Uh, Councillor Morad, Councillor Gomes, uh, uh, Councillor Carney, who I who I may not agree with often, but I think is one of the class acts. uh, Always a very courteous, uh, affable uh, person, very friendly to the media. Um, Give me a call. Let me get get your message out if you're uh, if you're running. Zach Boyer, uh, Joe Lopes, Ian Saunders. um, Who else? Uh, uh, We are going to have a. uh, I'm leaving someone else out in that. Uh, Mr. Mateo. Uh, I think it's Carlos Mateo. Uh, I'll look that up in the break. Up in Ward 1, we have a good race. Um, incumbent Brad Mackey is being challenged for the second time by Leo Chiquette. Leo Chiquette is a very strong candidate, professional guy. I believe he's a lawyer. Um, uh, but if not a lawyer, he's a, certainly a, maybe an accountant, a professional man. Uh, 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 the uh, differences between um, uh, Chiquette and um, and uh, Maki may be uh, small. Uh, I, 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 uh, Leo has given me a little bit of a hard time over the weekend describing him as center-right. Um, he thinks he's actually center-left. Uh, uh, I'm not sure there's a big difference. The big difference I see is in that race is um, who is more inclined to uh uh, support Mayor Mitchell I think that there has been There are certainly times when Mayor Mitchell should be Not supported And there's any number of things that I've disagreed with him on But I think sometimes the council has um, Opposed him for the sake of opposing him Or certain councillors And, and uh, I, don't, I don't like to see that um, But they have a role to play The council They are a check and balance uh, On the mayor uh, I am past my time for a break So I'm going to go to it now
2: Waiting for me, cause we were just kids
0: when we fell. All right, uh, I figured I'd better play something a little more um, uh, uh, contemporary. That's Ed Sheeran with Perfect. Um, uh, I have to say, I, I, I stopped being an expert on popular music somewhere in the mid-90s, and so it's been a while But uh, once in a while, something breaks through, like uh, Ed Sheeran's uh, beautiful ballad, uh, Perfect. uh, So I get it. We do have a caller in the line coming to rescue me, so you just don't have to listen to my voice all morning. You're on the air with Jack Spillane, caller.
2: Could you please announce the winners of the Childhood
0: Festival? Oh, I will if I can find them. I don't don't know them off the top of my head. Uh, I heard that they had a rainy time down there a little bit, but um, I'll ask them. Tim Weisberg, uh, for that information. And if I can get it to you, uh, we'll, we'll announce it. Uh, thank you. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, yeah. Does anybody out there know who the winners of the Chowder Festival were? I, I haven't seen any information on that. Uh, so uh, if you uh, if you know it, give us a call. Otherwise, um, uh, we've been talking about Dyers Field this morning. Some of you who, who played Little League uh, Baseball up there have called me. And I didn't know that at one time it was one of the premier ball fields in the city it was it was every bit as good as seyaa and um, uh, the whaling city League up at Brooklyn uh, it's fallen on hard times I, I've written about it a couple of times this summer and uh, I wrote about it again in my column this morning uh, uh, it just uh, has uh, it just hasn't gotten the attention I think uh, that other leagues have have uh, other parks have gotten i know that um the grand new bedford youth baseball league struggled in its last years um it was it did not have the um uh, resources the money i think that some of the other leagues did and i think that the city um since that time it does have plans to build a new regulation soccer field up there but there's a men's adult softball league playing now that needs some attention, and um, I'd like to see Dyer's Field get some attention. Do you agree with me? Do you not agree with me? Uh, give a give a call uh, uh, right now. Uh, it's uh, it's just not getting the money it needs, and um, I think something needs to be done about it. We're coming up shortly um, on the news. Uh, the new newscaster Ariel Dorsey is, is is with us, and she's going to give us uh, the local news, which has been heavy on the, the police news this morning. Uh, uh, very disturbing to see uh what's going on out there uh um uh so we'll i'm can i go to that early or do i have to wait till it she's right ready. right at the minute she's ready okay we'll go to that
1: President Biden is calling on Republicans in Congress to keep their word after passing a short-term funding bill to avoid a government shutdown. Speaking from the White House on Sunday, Biden called the 45-day funding measure good news for millions of Americans and federal workers. However, he slammed House Republicans over what he called brinksmanship in a manufactured crisis. Former President Donald Trump is expected to be in New York City today for his civil fraud trial. Opening statements are set for 10 a.m. in the case brought by New York attorney General Letitia James. Last week, the judge overseeing the case ruled that Trump had been overvaluing his properties and is liable for fraud. California Governor Gavin Newsom is appointing EMILY's List President Lafonza Butler to fill the seat of late Senator Dianne Feinstein. According to political... The appointment will come today, and Newsom is making his appointment without putting limitations or preconditions on Butler running for the seat next year. Student loan payments are back. Payments officially went back into effect Sunday after a more than three-year pause brought on by the COVID pandemic. As many as 40 million Americans now need to start paying back loans. More than 75,000 Kaiser Permanente workers are getting ready to go on what would be the biggest healthcare strike in U.S. history. The three-day strike would affect Kaiser hospitals and clinics in California, Oregon, Washington State, Colorado, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. A full-length film about Beyonce's Renaissance World Tour is on its way. Reporters say the singer is teaming up with AMC to release a documentary on December 1st. Former President Jimmy Carter is 99 years old. A birthday bash was held Saturday at the Jimmy Carter Presidential Library and Museum in Atlanta a day ahead of time to avoid a possible government shutdown. And in Washington, a three-tiered wooden cake was displayed on the White House lawn with the message, Happy Birthday, President Carter. Carter was born in 1924 and is the longest living former president. He was placed in hospice care seven months ago, but last weekend he and former First Lady Rosalind Carter made an appearance at the Peanut Festival in Plains, Georgia. Apple is working to fix overheating issues in the new iPhone 15. The newest iPhone variation was out for less than a week before users began reporting their cell phones were overheating when being used for basic functions. On Saturday, Apple announced it identified several issues that could be causing the overheating, including a bug in the iOS 17 software that will be fixed in an update. The company also said some third-party apps may cause the phone's system to overload. Apple claims the issue is not a safety risk and will not impact the phone's long-term performance. In sports, the Red Sox captured their season finale after topping the Orioles 6-1. Tanner Hook collected his 6th win of the year after striking out 6 batter- batters over 6 scoreless innings. Rafael Devers drove in his 100th run of the season. Boston finishes the year last in the AL East at 78 and 84. The Patriots suffered their worst loss of the Bill Belichick era after being blown out 38 3 by the Dallas Cowboys. Mac Jones completed 12 of his 21 pass attempts for 150 yards and 2 interceptions. Bailey Zappi completed four passes for 57 yards in relief. The Patriots host the Saints next Sunday. The Celtics acquired guard Drew Holiday from the Portland Trail Blazers. The Seas will be sending Robert Williams III, Malcolm Brogdon, a protected 2024 first round pick, and a 2029 unprotected first rounder to the Blazers. The Bruins continue their exhibition slate tonight. Boston is visiting the Philadelphia Flyers for the second half of a home and home. Now let's take a look at our local forecast with ABC6.
2: A gorgeous morning. It is absolutely beautiful out there with a warming trend. Temperatures above average for this morning around the upper 50s on the coolish side. It's a fog. It will be burning off immediately as we head into mid-morning and this afternoon heading into the lower 70s. Overnight tonight, cool temperatures once again and tomorrow plenty of sunshine in the lower 70s. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci Del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM.
1: I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
2: Stay. Stand
0: by me. All right, uh, that is John Lennon from his post-Beatles career, uh, one of my favorites, Stand By Me. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light, sitting in for Tim Weisberg this morning. Uh, Tim will be back tomorrow, and we've been talking about the election tomorrow. We've been talking about the condition of Dyer's Field in the near North End. We have a call on the line, so let's go to them. You're on the year with Jack Spillane on oh, WBSM.
2: Oh, well, Jack, you should be playing Monday, Monday, you know, because it's <laughs> tough to get people online today. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm, uh, Jack, uh, what's your final word uh, on uh, the start store? Is that a done deal? Is it done? Is it over? Is it gone? What's your final
0: Oh, word no, there? this is not over by a long shot. It's not over? Uh, uh, I mean, I, I was talking to a UMass uh, professor this week, uh, who shall we name remain nameless, who was telling me that the uh, that the – University of Massachusetts Dartmouth does not have any particular responsibility to the region that it's in, that it is now a research university, that they they are known for their research. That's how they're going to bring their money in. And and I I, I did have the the chancellor tell me um, in an interview on the New Bedford Light a a while back Uh that – Uh, Kids from the South Coast could go to UMass if they can get in, but nothing about helping them to get in. And so I I just think that they have lost their way. I think the the public university system of Massachusetts has lost their way. And I, I told this professor that I intend to stay on this if it's the last thing I do. Because I just think it's outrageous that something as successful as the College of Visual and Performing Arts in downtown New Bedford. And they keep saying that the public universities don't have anything to do with economic developments in the cities where they're located. Why were the public universities founded? It was to uplift the people in the regions where they, where they are. And they, of course, have something to do with we don't need to have people educated if we don't want to have a good economy. If we just want to be a third world country, we don't even need to run a public university system. Them. It's crazy the way they're thinking. Well, they're, they're going to
2: be told what they're supposed to do, and that's not coming from the governor and the state legislature. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. our local guys. Well, I'm I'm I am. State legislature.
0: I, I, I am Joe. I, I, I think that the, that the that the local guys, you know, and and I will be forever in debt to Senator Mark Montigny for Absolutely. bringing the star store here. Absolutely. But I think he, I don't know what the issue was, but I think he made a wrong call, and UMass Dartmouth took advantage of it. And and I think that the, 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 you know, the mayor says he was kept out of it. The, um, the local delegation says they deferred to Senator Martigny. I don't care what happened. Everybody makes mistakes. They yes. got to fix it. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I just think it's got to come from Boston. It's uh, you know, you and I could be the representatives here. We're only a, a few in number. And unless Boston tells the uh, state college system that, hey, you're not here to be doing just uh, research on whatever, and- okay? You're, you're here to be educating the young people uh, of this commonwealth, especially with the new, new immigrants that are coming in now. Uh, those people might not all want to work the jobs that nobody else wants in the next couple of generations.
0: And um, those colleges got
2: going to be there to try to open up new the, avenues for those people.
0: That, I actually had a professor tell me, well, it has to be somewhere. It just happens to be in Dartmouth. I mean, they have an elitist attitude. Yeah, it, absolutely. They, they are really out of touch. And I think it really stems because the chancellors are not, connected to the the local region. We really need to have chancellors that are connected to the local region. So I'm, I'm not giving up on this, and I hope nobody else is either. We haven't heard that much about it. I'll tell you, the students, look to the students. They have announced that they want their tuition back the the, the oh, ceramics yeah, kids and I think it's the weaving kids yep. and um, it might be painting it might be the third one are located in the Bed Bath and Beyond which three weeks after school began it still has not been reconfigured to be a school and so they have not been allowed in it they are taking them to museums that's three weeks they're paying a lot of money nowadays yep. to go to the state university and they've announced that they a want their their tuition money back, and B, they want extra help after they graduate because they did not get the education that UMass Dartmouth promised them. I I think it's a disgrace. Yeah,
2: it it is a disgrace. Again, again, they've lost their way uh, as far as what their mission should be. Uh, You know, uh, certainly a great part of their mission should be to help the uh, local area economically and help young people who might not want to go do all the jobs that nobody else wants to do and might want to go on to some other you know, area of study, uh, especially the new people that are coming in now, whether you're for them or against yeah. them. The next generation might not want to go work down at the, uh, at the pier. Okay? They might want to go to college, and that's what that college should be doing, and all the state colleges, as a matter of uh. fact.
0: All these jobs, Joe, even unloading ships is going to be technology. Everything is technology nowadays. Yeah. You're going to have to be educated. Yes. You know, it really doesn't matter what you're doing. Yep. You're going to have to have a grasp on technology. And, and, and I, they, they have this idea that the state university system can be totally funded through the tuition and fees, which should not be going through the roof the way they are no, they at public universities. Yeah, and absolutely. it can be funded by, by the, the, the private sector, wealthy businessmen and women, giving money for schools. I'm I'm not against that. I think that's fine. But there's always been a component of state taxes that well, I had to yeah, pay that, that's, for that. A state funded that's
2: a state-funded college. And they have options. tried
0: to get out of the state taxes part of it yeah. by going to this research university concept. Yeah. I, I you know I, I keep elitist. writing about it, but nobody else in the state seems to be picking up on it, so maybe I'm not getting it.
2: They've become an elitist institution and forgetting about the people around here Uh, that pay taxes uh, that expect them to uh, offer them something for the local work.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and I'm just worried. I'm just worried that everybody is waiting for this to die down at the local delegation, yeah, right. at the governor, at the at the, right. at the university. That, that they, I, I've, I've actually had people at the university tell me it's over. It's over, Jack. And yeah, yeah, the way well, they did it with two weeks to go before school, yeah, yeah, was, and using this, this whole thing about insurance, we couldn't get the insurance. Will Smith slap in the face. That's what I
2: call it. Yeah, you know? like the, yeah. here we are,
0: all smiley and happy. Yeah, and, I, I, wow. I, I don't think chancellor fuller can succeed after this in this region i, oh. I don't know how yeah. he's going to be able to continue in this in that job exactly. and have any kind of relationship yeah. with the cities of new bedford and fall river absolutely absolutely and, and the, the chairperson of the board of trustees is from fall river um uh, i think his name is steve caram he's the son of bob caram yeah. okay the caram uh and they should have been heard from about this by now also yeah so i i know that there is this um Tension between Fall River and New Bedford that seems to have developed in recent years. It it went away during Fred Calus's era, and now it's come back. Uh, What's the tension? Well, you know, they didn't want to be in the same uh, congressional delegation. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there, there seems to be, you know. Some lack of support. I don't see where Carum's leadership is coming from. on UMass Dartmouth, it is a little closer to New Bedford. Yes. I mean, BCC is, is in Fall River, but, but I, I just don't see the leadership uh, on this issue.
2: Yeah. Well, it should, it should be called UMass South Coast.
0: Well, that's <laughs> what it was called, <laughs> Southeastern Massachusetts yes. University. So Maybe they should have kept Chained that name.
2: Instead of Dartmouth, it should be UMass South Coast. But wait, what can I say?
0: Oh, whatever. It should be. I mean. I, I bet I,
2: you're going on this one. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I you get do. I, I,
0: I, this <laughs> one is close to my heart. <laughs> I, I know. I
2: know. I know. It I it understand. Is. Uh Other things maybe we can go on to. Uh, Listen, about, Joe,
0: I, I got to go to a commercial. I'm going to be in understand. trouble. I understand.
2: They got to pay the bills.
0: Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. Take care.
2: Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> on the ground smelling sweet
0: The great Neil Diamond with Brother Love's traveling show—that's my all-time favorite. I'm, I'm working my way through my playlist this morning. Now that I—I I finally learned how to play the music. Uh, this is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light. Uh, we've been talking about all kinds of things this morning. Uh, one of my favorite calls—Joe just called in and, and asked me if I've gone away from the. The Star Store, since uh, for the first time in seven weeks, I wrote about something else. <laughs> I, I I thought people might be getting a little sick of of me being on the Star Store case, but it's a good a good cause, and I'm happy to do it. But I did want to give give um, some love to um, Dyers Field, which I think has has really um, not gotten the attention that it deserves from the city. Um, we've had some callers this morning who called uh, about their own. Memories of of playing at Dyess Field. And I I was um, especially taken by Mike Lima, who... who talked about how at one time it was the premier youth baseball league in New Bedford and and by the time it closed a couple of years ago it had, had fallen on hard times um, that section of the city by the way it's, it's an interesting section of the city I, I, I call it the forgotten part of New Bedford uh, the part of Ward 3 that is up by the Mount Pleasant school um, well it's the Carlos Pacheco school now Uh, If you grew up in New Bedford, you may remember it as the the Mount Pleasant School. It it, it actually has um, some strong middle-class neighborhoods around there. It has some housing developments. It has, um, uh, as you go down toward the water, some more working-class places. But I think the neighborhood has become lower income. It has become uh, more Latino. It's interesting the division in the city of New Bedford between the Latino community and the older communities of immigrants, because New Bedford is an immigrant city, the Cape Verdeans, the Irish, the Polish, the Portuguese, of course, um, uh, the Greeks, uh, I'm trying to think of who I'm forgetting. uh, uh Those are the communities that are more Americanized now because they've been here longer. Um, The old Yankees, um, the the original English people who originally settled this area, the Quakers, uh, I think that they've mostly moved out to Dartmouth, but there's a a few of them here. Uh, uh, But the the Latinos um, are the new peoples, and they are uh, broadly, I think, divided into two groups, the ones from Central America and the ones from the islands. The islands of the Dominican Republic and uh, Puerto Rico, and those ones play baseball. Whereas the Central Americans up at Riverside Park, you'll see them playing soccer. Well, they're going to combine Dye's Field into a soccer uh, softball uh, type stadium. It looks like, but the league that's playing there now, the Vladimir Guerrero League, uh, they need some um, some attention from the city. I did a column this morning. Uh, if you look on the New Bedford Lights. Website, you'll also see a wonderful video uh, uh, made by uh, Eleonora Bianchi, great videographer that we have, a young videographer at the New Bedford Light, and um, Antonio Beltran, um, a, a, a young intern that we had this summer and an immigrant. Um, uh, you know, I just want to say a little bit about the immigrants in this city. Um, there's a lot of talk, um, a lot of concern by people that they haven't come legally, and, and many of them haven't. And I think they should come legally. But the fact that they haven't come legally is really because it's hard to come legally, particularly for Central Americans. The quotas for people from Central America are much lower, which is ironic, than they are for Northern Europe, which is ironic because we really need a lot of blue-collar workers in this in this country, and, and we have the quotas very low. So the people come... Um, illegally they 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 come uh for the better life as as most of our forefathers and foremothers came for the better life so so i i just i just think that the um the republicans and the democrats in congress have failed to um uh solve the problem you know i i i think that you know i I, I just think people need to be a little more open to them and the reasons why they have come undocumented so I, I don't I don't think um, the problems at Dyer's field are particularly related to, to, to the issue of immigration um, the Puerto Ricans are, are Americans and they go back and forth to the island as they as they like uh, the, the Dominicans are, are not but they are um, uh, I, 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 uh, are people that uh I, I think are more uh influenced by American culture when they get here than than perhaps the central americans are uh anyway they play baseball versus uh, softball and the- uh, v- baseball versus soccer and the the park is not in good shape and i think the the city should do something about it now uh um late for a break again, so we'll go to it now <laughs> It's Ronnie Spector and the great Ronettes. Uh, I play a little bit more that lay. That's that's probably from my mind the best uh, uh, female pop, pop rock and roll vocal of, of all time. Maybe not of all time, but certainly of the early years uh, uh, when um, rock and roll came on the scene. Uh, this is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light. My guest uh, the next hour is going to be Tom Hunt, a longtime former New Bedford School Committee member and election analyst in New Bedford. He's worked here uh, at WBSM doing election analysis for many years. And Tom will have a lot to say, I'm sure, on the um, New Bedford election that's coming up tomorrow, where Manny DiBritto is is predicting we may have a little bit higher turnout than we've had um, in recent um, uh, elections as uh, New Bedford, along with virtually every other urban community in America, is really struggling. America in general.